Hey everybody, Beth here. I want to take a minute to thank all of you for listening and I'd like to thank you for subscribing to our social media accounts and if you haven't yet, consider joining us on Twitter. We're at NerdCanon and on Instagram, we're NerdCanon Podcast. We're posting some good content over there and we'd love it if you would share when we've got new episodes out with your friends, let other people know about the show. Paul and I have a really good time making the show and we want to continue to make it and make it even better. So I'm excited to tell you about a new opportunity um, that you have to support us and to help Paul and I build a nerdy community. So we've started a Patreon. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it is a platform where creators can make content and give additional content to listeners and fans who support their work. So that's patreon.com slash nerdcanon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash nerdcanon. And there you'll find some information about us and you'll find three different levels where you can support us and get some different bonus content. So let me tell you about those real quick. So our $2 a month subscription level is our Betamax level, and anyone who subscribes to this level is going to get some cool bonus content. You're going to get access to our exclusive Patreon-only Facebook group, and you're going to get access to our Facebook Live watch party every other month. So that's going to be Paul and I watching something new, uh, probably something that you voted on, and you'll get to hear our reactions and jokes and my thirst watch <laughs> live, and you'll get to share your comments, concerns, thought jokes, memes, uh, live with us and we're pretty excited about that. I'm excited about the community aspect of that and how fun that's going to be. You'll also be able to vote on future topics so if you're dying to hear us talk about some particular thing from your childhood that you love, you'll be able to get us to do that in this level. So that's our $2 level. Our $5 level is our VHS level. So uh, even more nerdy goodness here. In this tour you're going to get one bonus episode per month. Uh, This won't always be a traditional episode which we're excited about. We might do topics outside of the normal time frame or do topics with a little bit of a different twist or with extra special guests and so we're really looking forward to that. You'll also get to play dumb trivia games with me. Paul loves them so much and he always knows all the answers. Ha ha, no he doesn't. But you can play with me and see if you know more than me and we'll have um, we'll have leaderboards posted for everyone who, who plays along. Um, and you'll also have access to the lower level content at this level as well. So that means you'll also get into our Facebook Live Watch parties and to vote on top so, and then our super fancy laser disc level is for our $10 a month subscribers, and that's going to be, you are an executive producer of the show. So you're going to have an official personalized Nerd Canna business card listing you as an executive producer. You're going to get a super cool shiny button with the Nerd Cannon logo, and then you're going to get all the content from the lower tiers. So not only will you get that cool merch, you're going to get a bonus episode per month. You're going to get dumb game trivia leaderboard play games with me. You're going to get access to the Facebook group and to the Facebook live watch parties and you'll get to vote on topics. I hope that you consider checking out our Patreon page and consider supporting us in one of those ways. We will use the money we get from Patreon to help make the show better. We're gonna, you know, use it to cover the costs of making the show, hosting and audio equipment and um, sometimes we have to purchase the content that we watch. So all of that stuff would be really nice if we could get a little little help with and we can make the show better from there. So we're excited about that. Once again, it's patreon.com slash nerdcanon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash nerdcanon. And we'd really love it if you could take a look. So we would hope to join you soon with our first Facebook Live watch party. So get on it, my friends. And until then, keep the nerd alive. 
Welcome to Nerd Canon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they are good enough to be shared with the next Happy generation. Happy birthday! Oh, it's my birthday! <laughs> um, hi, everybody. It's actually... We record these so much in advance that it's actually... Paul and I are in really enjoying our uh, COVID-19 quarantine mm-hmm. uh, right now, but... In preparation of this airing on my birthday, um, we have picked, I have picked, uh, spoiler alert, my fucking favorite show ever, the best show ever, I'll fight you. Uh, So today we're going to talk about the X-Files. And you can just stop listening because Beth already told you it's in her nerd canon. Literally no one gives a shit whether I put stuff in my nerd canon. They just want me to talk about (laughs) who I'm going to make out with. And guess what, y'all? You're in for a treat! Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) I'm really curious about that. I was waiting for that. Okay, um, I told is there my friends. A list? Do we have an itemized list? I don't know. I told my friends that this is what we were recording tonight, and they were like, "Oh, great! I can't wait to hear you talk about the bone factor of that show for you." And I was like, "Great, great, great." Uh-huh. Um, <clears> hum <throat> I'm very professional. I have a list of everything. Uh, the yeah. original, <laughs> the original television series aired from September 10th, 1993, to May 19th, 2002. There were. Do I guess how many episodes, Paul? I have no fucking idea. 218. Wow. Okay. That's a fuck ton. Uh, plus yeah. two movies. That was created by Chris Do Carter. Do we have to talk about the movies? No. We're only... I decided that we should only talk about the original That's series. good. I'm with... Okay, good. We can, for the purposes of this show, pretend that the original series is all that happens. Cool. I'm on board with Great. that. Great. Except for one minor segue for the makeout list. Anyway. Oh, uh, <laughs> The X-Files stars David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. The Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter is 74% and the audience score is 85%. So Wait, say those again? 74? Uh, 74 and, and 85. 74 is the critic score. score? Correct. Paul looks skeptical. Like it should be higher. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was like well-loved. Isn't it well-loved by everybody? I mean, you don't feel like 74 is respectable? Yeah, I guess so. Compared to, like, the 20 that we I did read get. a review that was, like, from its first season, and the review was like, yeah, well, this will never last. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, which yep. they love to do when something is, like, beloved in the, you know, after the fact. Yeah. The synopsis of The X-Files. Two FBI agents, Fox Mulder, The Believer, and Dana Scully, The Skeptic, investigate the strange and unexplained while hidden forces work to impede their efforts. I thought that was rather succinct. Mm-hmm. Paul, what was your experience of the X-Files growing up? So, I think the X-Files started when I was in high... No, before high school. Yep, 90... No, here's 93. the thing. It's It started before high school. It started when my sister was in high school, okay. I think. And school, right? I was not middle a... Middle f- school? Huh? Middle school? What? 93. 93. Uh, so, that's middle school? Mm-hmm. My sister was in high school, and she was a big fan to the point where... She had, like, X-Files parties, right? All her friends would get together. I think it was Friday night, maybe, and get together and watch Mm X-Files as, like, this is our... It was Friday, then it was Sunday. Whatever it was. It switched. And and I was not initially a fan, even though X-Files is right in my lane Mm -hmm. of weird, supernatural, paranormal, uh, fantasy, sci-fi bullshit lane... I was not a fan, only, I think only because that's definitely not my sister's lane, and she was watching it, so I was like, that can't be good. Right, right. And, <laughs> that's, that's shitty. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, she and, has terrible taste. 
Well, here's the thing, because I think, like, they were primarily watching it for the sort of romantic drama. Which is funny, because it's really not. Right. Yeah. Well, there was, so I remember them talking about it, and the the conversation stories about, like, Mulder and Scully and the relationship stuff. And so so I didn't come to it till later. Probably I was in high school then, and then I started to watch it and appreciated it. I've since watched this show a lot. Mm-hmm. I've I think I've watched the entire series through probably three times, which is a lot for me. Yeah. Uh, because and there's a shit ton of episodes, so to watch it all the way through is a considerable commitment. Yeah, and so I enjoy it, and it was interesting going back again. It's probably mm-hmm. been. I don't know, like maybe 10 years since I watched it. Maybe a little bit less than that, maybe. But uh, since I watched it all the way through again, it was interesting because I watched the first couple episodes again. But that was my experience as a kid and growing up where I sort of wasn't a fan. And then I definitely, when I first started getting into it, I was not watching them in order at all. I wasn't sure, watching them. you were watching them. like reruns and stuff? I was watching reruns or I was watching just like random shows. Like, oh, yeah, it's on. I'll watch this one. But it wasn't something I was necessarily tuning in for every week like you had to do. Right. So mm-hmm. I still have much more of an appreciation for like the one-off Monster of the Week sure. episodes sure. versus the overarching plot sort of episodes so yeah what was your experience um as my favorite show ever (laughs) (laughs) so yeah probably similar though in the sense that i believe you know you're correct it began when we were like in middle school and so i think that probably like the first season was probably already over and maybe in reruns Mm -hmm. over the summer or something like when i started watching it and then yeah it was i think originally fridays and then sundays and i did by the time i was in high school i had a standing sunday night date with some of my closest friends Mm -hmm. and they would come over to my house on sunday because i was the only one that had relatively cool parents and had a tv in the room yeah i had a tv in my room so like my parents (laughs) like my stepfather still needed to watch like sports on sundays but like we could if i had the door open because they were boys like you know Mm. we could like drink our pop and eat popcorn and like watch x-files every sunday and so that was the standing routine for the longest time so i watched the fuck out of it i distinctly remember that I want to say it was FX channel because like it was on Fox but then I think the reruns would be on FX and I every like Thanksgiving for the longest time they would do a whole day of X-Files episodes marathon. Do you remember how sometimes on holidays they used to do marathons of things because they like didn't know what to do? I think that's a privileged cable kid Oh well so as a privileged cable kid sometimes on holidays (laughs) because they like didn't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Some channels would just put a whole day's worth uh, it would be like all day cheers or all day whatever. And for a couple of years, X-Files was on all day on Thanksgiving. And I would watch it while I ironed the tablecloths in the morning and set the table. And then I would what watch the fuck? it. Who's act- I- what do you mean? Oh, my ironed? God. I was like an indentured servant. Hi, okay. Um, I had to do so many chores. Anyway, and my we used to host for like a thousand people. And my mother would make me iron the fucking lace tablecloths because they were normally folded in the cupboard all year. So sidebar. <laughs> What? Ironing is a waste of time. It's the Everyone worst! throw out your irons. There's no reason to iron anything Especially ever not a again. Fucking tablecloth you're about to spill gravy on. Yeah, that's a it's such a waste of time. Who cares? Nobody gives a shit. Your clothes are wrinkly. Like just 
let's all embrace slightly wrinkly clothes and get rid of the fucking iron forever. I mean, That's my I opinion. couldn't anyway. agree with you more about how much iron suck, but I will also point out that every time I've ever seen you in a work setting, you always like have like a fucking ironed looking button down shirt on and tie. I never iron anything. No, I never iron. Um, I just throw my shit in the dryer again for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shake it out. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I remember, like, I would like iron the tablecloth in the morning watching X Files, and then after everybody left, and I would be eating like again, like second round of pumpkin pie at like eleven thirty, that it would like still be on. Those are memories I have. I have always loved the show, and then I, I owned it all, pie. so I rewatched it a ton. And then I, I owned it all on DVD. Pie. And then um, before the more recent. Uh, seasons came out. I was... you still have it on DVD? Oh, probably. Yeah, I'm sure I do somewhere. I'll have to look. I definitely had the first like five to six seasons on DVD. Mm-hmm. Are there bonus features? Maybe we should look. I was just streaming it, so I don't. I mean, yeah, I was streaming it before the most recent one came out. I was pregnant, and I watched rewatched almost all of it before those came out, and then I watched them. So, so that's my experience of it. Um, I had the I want to believe poster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in my room, all of my like high school and college years, and I have decided that in my my next recording studio, I probably need it again. Yes. Yep. Your recording studio needs to look like his office, like with Mulder's the pencils base. in the ceiling. Yep. And the, yeah. <laughs> all yep. the paper everywhere. All the paper everywhere, and yep, all that. Mm-hmm. I'll get I'll get right on top of that. Paper is a noted acoustic yeah. dampening medium. <laughs> Everybody loves it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I could get a new tapestry. I have a Moon Phases tapestry behind me now, but I guess I could get, I could see if I could get some X-Files tapestries. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. I was playing with the idea of asking you if you wanted to hear fun facts in the tune of the X-Files theme song, but I just don't think I can make it happen. So, okay. <laughs> Paul, would you like to hear some fun facts? Sort of. Di- you shouldn't have told me that, and I'm super disappointed. Like you just you just took fun, my fun, hopes fun, up fun. and yeah. dashed them. I know, I know. That's how I work. That's how I do it. Um, would you like to hear some fun facts, my friend? Yes, I okay. definitely do. <laughs> uh, okay, so in the early years of the series, Mulder is a firm believer in extraterrestrials and in the paranormal in general, and Scully is the skeptic. In real life, that's the opposite. David Duchovny is the skeptic, and Julian Anderson is the believer. Really? Yep. Okay, fun fact. Yep. Number one is a win for me. Fun fact. Wait that. for this shit. Uh, Rebecca Tulin, the actress who plays Fox Mulder's mother, is just a little over a year older than David Duchovny. What? Yeah, that's not surprising fuck? at she all. She looks like a grandma. No, not because. So not because of what she looks like. I'm saying that's not surprising at all, given I know, they, the way they do that. Yeah, given the way Hollywood works. But or, she does look well. Whatever that blew my mind. Okay. Right. Mulder and Scully kiss once a season from the 6th to the 9th. Oh, just once? Just like, is it always once, once or is it once, once greater? Once, wow, once a season. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I can that. tell you about them in great detail. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> so the cigarette-smoking man, Skinner, and Alex Krychuk, none of those were meant to be long-term cast characters, but the actors vibed so well and the chemistry was so good and they were so likable that they ended up expanding all of those characters into... Um, and then the cigarette smoking man eventually was kind of the main villain of the series, and Skinner was really right. enduring as well. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. How long did Deep Throat last? Uh, I think doesn't he get killed by the end of the season? Is that true? I don't I remember. Don't, I didn't watch that yeah, far. Not a 
super long time. And then there are other informants after that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Jillian Anderson has declared several times that her favorite episode is Bad Blood. And David Duchovny has said that his favorite is the end of the episode Postmodern Prometheus where they dance together. That's the black and white one. What's Bad Blood? I included this because that's my favorite episode. Really? We'll talk about it in depth momentarily. Oh, okay. I don't know the names of any of any ever I TV show I've ever definitely seen. Definitely so. know the. I think X Files might be the only <laughs> one. Yeah. And maybe I know some Buffy episodes, but. Network executives, you like this, originally wanted a taller, leggier, blonder, and breastier actress to play the role of Dana Scully. Did you already look also- at my notes? No, also not surprising. So taller, leggier, blondier, and blonder and breastier, and it was the early 90s. Can you think of an actress they might have wanted instead? Um, Cameron Diaz. Not, no boobs. Cameron Diaz has no boobs. Oh. um, Pamela Anderson. Yes! Pamela Anderson (laughs) was originally attached. (laughs) No, that's so wrong. Worst. Oh, Nobody God. ever would have watched it. So Pamela Anderson was originally attached, and David oh Duchovny actually was kind of championing for um, Jennifer <laughs> Beals because they went oh. to like acting school together. Okay. Um, Jennifer Beals from Flashdance, who probably would have been better than Pamela Anderson, but it's very hard to yes. imagine not Jillian Anderson, right? Yes. And then clearly they ended up picking. I definitely thought you were going to say David Duchovny was like yeah, lobbying he was like, for yes, Pamela please, Anderson. Tits McGee. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that that's that. Um, before uh, David Duchovny was cast, actors like Bruce Campbell, Dean Cain, and Lou Diamond Phillips were auditioning <laughs> for the role. Again, I just think that would have been like a very different show. Yeah. I like Bruce Campbell, but he would have been wrong for the X Files. He was a guest star in an episode, though. Yeah. So, one of my favorite fun facts is you know the tagline that shows up at the end of the credits. The I Want to Believe tagline. Mm-hmm. It, there were how many episodes did I say? Two, over 200 episodes? 200 218. Some, yeah. In only 25 of those episodes did that change. Okay. And I remember like super distinctly because back in the day you watched the whole episode. You didn't fast forward the credits. You watched all the commercials. You might run and get a, you know, get a bag of chips during the commercials. But like you... Watched it, and um, I remember very distinctly when it would change. Like, you, it was very notable because it really did happen so infrequently. And, Paul, in our notes, I included one of the websites that I found that information on, and it is an Angel Fire website, and it just, <laughs> it warmed my heart oh so much. Oh, my. And I this also... This has existed since late 90s, probably. Can I just... I, I like him just remembering. I know we already talked about our experience with the show, but I have to jump back in time and because I just thought of this. My... Much of my, like, early weirdo online life was spent in an X-Files dedicated chat forum all of the it's, days of my life. I think everybody has that. Like, mine was an X-Files, but I had a dedicated... <laughs> I am still connecting with like friends from my early late nineties, early two thousands forum yeah. fandom website. X Files. So okay. Do you remember so Angel Fire was the equivalent my first website I ever made was a GeoCities yeah, website. Yeah, fuck yeah. Contemporaneous of Angel Fire, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so another another fun fact is that, you know, Scully's like nine inches uh Jillian Anderson's like nine inches shorter than David Duchovny in life. 
And so that's hard to frame. You can tell when they're walking together, but in a lot of scenes where they're doing like close-up dialogue, she would have a box and it was called the Scully Box and she'd be like standing on it <laughs> and it would put them more level so that when they filmed it, it wouldn't look so weird and she wasn't like talking to his boobs. Hmm, okay. And they would be like acting and she would like forget she was on the box and like fall off of it like kind of frequently. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the Scully Box. And the episode Home is um, the first U.S. television network episode of a... Nope, try that again. The episode Home was the first U.S. network television episode to ever get a TVMA rating. Home uh, is the one with the inbred nightmare people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you remember it, uh, then you know exactly why that was TV mature, because it was terrifying! And I distinctly remember the first time watching that episode. Woof. These are not necessarily fun facts, but running jokes uh, that kind of went throughout the series that were brought up all the time were that Mulder loves porn. Um, Every time Skinner ever goes into Mulder's apartment, someone pulls a gun on him. And there were recurring times. So 1013 and 1121 were times that were frequently um, shown on clocks or shown on their phones when it got to the point where they had phones or on the radio dial. Like the numbers 1013 and 1121 were... Very frequent numbers. 1013 was also the production company that made the show, and it's Chris Carter's birthday. I believe 1121 is his wife's. Oh, okay. X-Files, PH-Files. That is what people who love X-Files call themselves in forums in the 90s. (laughs) That was like a thing we would talk about all the time. So Mm -hmm. those are my fun facts. Awesome. Yeah. Tell me what you thought on your rewatch. I watched three episodes. I could continue watching them. Mm-hmm. I may continue watching them. I mean, you don't have anything better to do. I don't have world. anything better. It's the quarantine. <laughs> right. So I watched the first two, and then I watched a specific episode that I think was the, the single episode that stuck with me the most. Like the oh, one where I was like, what episode do I remember the most? Right. And so I watched that one. The first two, where's my notes? I took notes on paper like an asshole this time. Oh, that's what I do. Why are you calling me an asshole? Um, so hurtful. So moving on. It's my birthday. Do you hear how he hurts me? <laughs> <laughs> but see, this is why. Because now I lost my notes. Where did my notes go? <laughs> it's because you're unorganized. There's nothing Shit. to do with the problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So I watched the pilot and the second episode. And I think this is a recurring theme as we do these things. Especially for the shows where the actors have gone on to do other stuff or for a long recurring thing. Mm -hmm. When I go back and watch the first episode, I'm always thinking, they look so young. They're babies. (laughs) They look so young. Before I start talking about which episode, did you watch the first few episodes? I did. I watched the pilot. Well, okay. So to be fair, I already liked the pilot word for word, but I rewatched the pilot. (laughs) Uh, I rewatched Bad Blood. And you Blood. watched Bad Blood? I rewatched a couple. I, I rewatched okay. like two. Yeah, some of the ones that I really. Tombs. And then I like was running out of time, so I watched like parts of ones. Yeah. So. But I also have watched it recently, like within the year. Yeah, okay. So they do look really young. It's interesting you talked about the alternative castings for Gillian Anderson. Or, I mean, not. Yeah, yeah, for Scully. For Scully. Was she. So she was supposed to be. It was very clear, I think, in the first yes. episode, yep. she was supposed to be sort of a sex symbol or a sexy sort of what foil. What show were you watching? She looks like crap. 
Well, okay, but <laughs> ah, no, but my first note is they have no idea what to do with Scully. So she's supposed to be. So what I no, read. But in, oh, go ahead. Okay. No, fine. Ah! Whatever. Um, what I read was, you know, Chris Carter said no to Boobs McGee. And yeah. then when they styled her, she's very intentionally a Clarice Starling clone. Like, she okay. is very, like she's red hair, earth tones, yep. bob. Like, she looks like Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's funny because they do. And you watch them struggle, I think, until, like, season maybe three or four with her, how hot she is, and they don't know what to do with her. Like, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, is she supposed... Because in the first episode, it's with the marks on the back, right. and she, she freaks out. Yeah. And so she is then... There's this shot of her, like, she is yeah. getting undressed in the hotel room or something, and there's a shot of her yeah. in just bra and underwear, right. and she runs over... To, and, and it's very, like, here's her whole body. Right. In, and I was like, well... Is she supposed to be a sex, they, sexy sort of it, it thing? It really feels to me like they don't know for a while. Um, and it, from but they what had I a read, shot of her in the first episode. They did. With Fun no fact, that on. was a body double. Um, not cause It she, wasn't her? Yeah, not because she's not hot, because she's hot, but she wasn't there that day. I think and she's hotter now. She has aged wonderfully. She looks yes. amazing. Yes. But part of the reason you think she looks hotter now is because she looks... You know, she's playing to her strengths, and they definitely didn't know what to do with her. They had these shoulder pads on. She has a mole above her lip that's, like, in the, quote, like, sexy mole spot. They makeuped it out, at least at the beginning of the show, because they were like, I don't know. She's too hot. She's not hot enough. We don't know how women work. The patriarchy. (laughs) Like, they didn't know what to do with her. Her character was supposed to have a boyfriend, and then they were like, never mind, because we want there to be... they We want there to be sexual tension with Mulder, but we don't know, like... We don't... They just... They really didn't know what to do, and I think it became clear, as I think many things... You know, it sounds from all the reading I did and from all the, like, just colloquial, like, interviews I read with Chris Carter all of my whole life as being a huge fan of this show, like... It seems to take, you know, it would mold to the things that made sense. So, like, that's why, like, Skinner and the Cigarette Smoking Man ended up being bigger characters because they just worked. Right. David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson have, like, they have sexual attention. Like, they are, and I, they didn't get along a ton when they were filming the show. Now I think they feel very much like the best of friends because they have that experience together. But they definitely had some chemistry on screen and they had to play up to that. But at first, I don't think they knew what to do with it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like what you're telling me is that the success of this show, I think, was partially based on the sexual chemistry b- between the two of them. Which is funny because they really don't get together, like, in any in any satisfying way sort of ever. No, but I, I honestly think my sister and her friends were watching this show because of that. And I, I don't, I get the sense that, that they weren't alone. It sounds like the X-Files were just, like, accidentally successful. So I watched it for that reason, but, I mean, the reason that I turned it on in the first place was because aliens and monsters and creepies, oh my. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted that, like, I love that stuff, and there just wasn't as many, like, serious drama shows that were fantasy, science fiction, paranormal stuff, and I, I loved that. 
But yeah. there's no denying that teenage me had a huge boner for <laughs> Can you say that again with a little bit more emphasis? <laughs> <laughs> My boner was considerable. I also, like, I mean, I don't know any little gay girl who doesn't just totally in love with Jillian Anderson. Like, yeah. I mean, she, the both of them, holy cow. If I could, wow. Okay, so. Is this your list? Is there <laughs> that's any, my is there list. Any... That's the end of my list. I would Not probably. <laughs> there are certainly other members of the cast that I would like to smooch, but. Um, Crytek. It was, yeah, probably. But like, if I'm going with anybody, I'm going with Marita Covarrubias. Who's that? The fucking blonde chick, man. She has an actual name that I'm blanking on now that I definitely know. <laughs> she was also on Walking Dead. Okay. Anyway. Yep. Can I continue with my uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. impression? So the pilot, I was, I couldn't stop looking at David Duchovny's hair. It's very fluffy. <laughs> it's very fluffy. It's very fluffy. Uh, he looks like a puppy or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the music is perfect. It's so good. And I read a thing about that. I was wondering if you're going to have this in your fun facts, but I was reading I about the guy who composed it, and it was kind of just this chance he was playing around on the synthesizer. And oh, the theme song, yeah. Yeah, no, but then I mean, and the theme song was like he ma- magically found this whistling Joe thing on a synthesizer, yeah, and it was an accidental echo, like. And then his his wife, he was like, "Hey, can you whistle along with this thing?" And it became a, the the theme to the show, and just the the creepy piano tones throughout the entire episode. I guess I was listening with much more intention. Like, you know, we do for this recording. Right, right, we do. I have always thought the music was very moody and good. There's yes. a lot of, like, solo oboe happening. Like, yeah. and it just, it's very good. The music feels like a character. Yes, it does. Like, it has a personality. You know when shit's happening. It will, like, almost give you a wink sometimes where it's like, look at this motherfucker. Right. Like, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I thought, in the, especially in the first couple episodes that I watched... Like Jillian Anderson was so much better than David Duchovny, who <laughs> he seemed like he was in a middle school theater production, like just sort of delivering yeah. lines. He didn't sure. really he, he definitely hit his stride after a while, but she was so much better of an actress than he was at the beginning. He was like sort of just this monotone, much like I talk. Like, oh, Paul! <laughs> and he. Oh like, my God! So many things are coming together in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> he. Uh, so, so I will say this about you: as we are, as we are a podcast that is about our voices, mm-hmm. and you always joke about that. But even though you do have sort of a monotone yes. tone to your voice, I do think you have a lot of humor and inflection in the way that you speak. And I would say that I feel the same way about about him okay even at the beginning though well i what i will say is i kind of agree with you but i i felt that i saw glimpses of yeah definitely that would come like i actually wrote there's there is something so tender about Mulder, and there's they both are really like hard and kind of separate and they they really whatever like kind of keep their distance from each other and they keep very guarded from each other for a lot of the show but they definitely have these moments that right. end up very tender. And I thought you saw that when she was scared and then she hugged him. Right. And you just, you kind of saw his face and then he yeah. revealed about his sister. Like, I do think that's, that she, they bring that out in each other, that openness and tenderness. And it only comes out at certain times throughout the show. There's a whole thing on the show about 
there are very few times that they call each other by their first names. Oh, okay. And it's always very notable. It never just happens accidentally, like when he says Dana. Mm-hmm. And like, I would like to tell you, Dana's not a great name. It's not my name. But hearing him say it, I'm like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> and very, very infrequently does anybody call him Fox, partially because it's a ridiculous fucking name. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, a little mad that that was his name because I would have loved to use one of their names as a potential baby name. I kind of like the name Fox. It's just unfortunate I that it's too, a... I do, but you're not going to name your human boy child Fox. No. Necessarily. I, I like Foxes. It's just unfortunate that that's also the network. I always thought that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a thing. I had forgotten that they had they started so early with the I don't know what do you call it like the the mythos of the show they like call the, it the mythology arc yeah, yeah. like uh, they do they lay the groundwork in the pilot yeah with um, yeah. the smoking man you see in the first episode I think it's in the first right. episode you see he him is, a- he's in the first episode and he definitely is shady and a fun fact I read about him was that he had quit smoking for the longest time he got this part he smoked real cigarettes. In, like, the first two episodes, because he was only supposed to be on it for, like, two or three episodes. Yeah. And when he realized that it was going to be a longer part, he switched to, like, the herbal, like, fake cigarettes. Because he was like, I fucking quit. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't start smoking again. I'm already old. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to die. Well, and then the second episode, uh, they're going to the Air Force Base in Idaho, I think. Yeah. With Seth Green. <laughs> No, yes. Oh my god, there are so many good. There are so many memorable and good can't like it's like a huge game in life for me whenever new stuff comes out. I'm like that person was on the X-Files. Yeah. Person, like when Lord of the Rings came out, I was like Grima Wormtongue was in the X-Files. Everybody. Like I <laughs> But uh, I appreciated early 90s sex I said sex Seth Green. Um <laughs> Green, aka Sex Green. Sex Green. Hell yes, Seth Green. <laughs> he still looks great. Also, in case anyone's wondering, okay. I follow that fucker on Instagram. He looks great. And but then, and then they had <laughs> and Deep Throat was on that second yep. episode. I think is when he shows up yeah. and warns them to stay away. Uh, so I guess I had forgotten how early they started laying that groundwork and how much it was a part of the show. I guess throughout. it was a huge part of the show. I think I cared deeply about the mythos and that arc when I was first watching it and I cared very much about seeing what was going to happen but I will say now when I rewatch as time goes on I'm much more drawn to watching like the monster of the week episodes mm-hmm. because I can just watch a 45 minute cuz they're better episode what's that cuz they're better well, they are better <laughs> I think and then also you don't have to remember when did this take place? Did we already know this at this time? Blah, blah, blah. The black ooze. Did she already have can't? Like, you don't know everything necessarily. If you just want to pick out an episode, like watching just kind of a singleton episode, a one-off. Right. Um, I like the Monster of the Week ones very much. So, do you, in that in that vein, do you want to guess the third episode that I watched? The one episode that I was like, I have to rewatch this because it's the one that has stuck with me. The most, when I think of X-Files, I always think of this episode. And I wonder if you can guess. This is this is Beth plays Paul's shitty game. but I mean, I'm not in your brain. Not, you um, should be. I don't know why you are at this point. <laughs> because we are not up to stay six feet away from each other. <laughs> Guys, we record remotely. Don't worry. We are still quarantining. Right. I don't, hmm, was it the, I either want to say it was 
the freak show carnival one nope or that's a good tombs. guess though was it tombs nope i'll give you a hint oh, it was in know. the second season so it was it was definitely a monster of the week hmm. chupacabra no damn it that was a solid guess <laughs> It, it's called the host. Oh! It's the fluke man. It's yes! the it's the, yes! the tapeworm guy or whatever he's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so some of the monsters on this show were legitimately fucking terrifying. <laughs> Tombs was really scary too. That was the guy that would stretch out and go through like tiny vents and shit yeah. every like however many years and come out of nowhere. Right. So fucking scary. Yeah. The, I don't know why, when, I think the thing that Fluke most bothered man. me about Fluke Man was when he was sitting in the fucking <laughs> porta potty. Yes! That's terrifying. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also like that it ends, I'm not going to go through the whole episode, go watch the show, you assholes, but <laughs> yep. I like the fact that it ends, you know, and I think this is pretty common, it ends with, they think they sort of like, he, he it ends with, I think Fox triggers some sort of vent in the sewer and it like chops them up the yeah, fluke yeah, man yeah. in half and they're like oh he's clearly dead i chopped him in half and then i think the episode i forget if it ends or if right at the end there is a scene where you just see the fluke man and his eyes open yeah and it's like oh you know he's still out there there so. is a couple i always think of those this is like one of my headcanon things i always think of that as a nightmare on elm street ending mm-hmm because Nightmare on Elm Street was really... That's pointing at her head, guys. I am! <laughs> that's headcanon, everybody. I always felt like that was like... Because that's what happens at the end of those, that you think he's gone, and then like somebody's eyes open, or the light turns on in the dollhouse. Right, 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 right. But yeah, that definitely happens. So that... And that they were definitely, I think, by the... That's only the second season, and they were definitely yeah. more in stride and had better... Right. That was legitimately very scary. That was very scary. Some of the ones that have stood out to me are, yeah, I always remember the Chupacabra one. I remember the two, that was it Leonard, whoever, Tombs, that would stretch out and come in mm-hmm. your house. Like, that's really scary because if that happens, like, you're pretty much fucked and no one ever knows what happened to you. Right. I, Clive Buckman's, Clive Bruckman's final repose is the one with the guy is predicting death and he spoiler alert for a 20 30 year old show he tells Scully that she's never gonna die and that's part of the mythos of the show is that she's never gonna die but that was such a good episode and there's a part where they're they find a dead body and she's like why are you smiling he's like I'm not smiling I'm grimacing I don't know something about it has just always stuck with me (laughs) Um, the black and white one, postmodern Prometheus, really Promethean, whatever, where yeah. they dance at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that one, and they've listened to Cher. Like, that's a good one. What's, there was that Christmas, what? what? Tell me about Bad Blood. I will, I'm getting there. I have to talk about every other episode I love, too. Okay. Um, there was the one with Lily Tomlin, where they, like, repeat Christmas over and over again, and then there was a, the other episode where they repeat time over and over again, <laughs> where Scully is repeating time over and over again. Okay, so Bad Blood is a monster of the week. And it's in season six, I think. Five it's a vampire episode. Yes, it's a vampire yeah, episode. Yeah, of course it with is. The, with the fat kid from Sandlot. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. The fat kid from Sandlot and not Owen Wilson, but the other one, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. And it's the one where they tell the stories from each other's points of view. And it is fucking hilarious. <laughs> 
They are so funny. And there was only like a handful of episodes in all of the show where they were like silly and funny. So the beginning of the episode is a kid running away going, help me. And Mulder murderizes the shit out of him with a stake. And then he plucks his fake vampire teeth out and he goes, oh, shit. And then the credits roll. (laughs) And then they tell each other's side of the story. And it is a delight from start to finish. Oh, Um, yes. I Okay, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, if you never watch any other episode of the X-Files, you can watch just bad blood a hundred percent have to watch any other thing it is so enjoyable they are ragging on each other it's very good a hundred percent it's really really good um they tell each other's side of the story and it's still a delight so that's my one of my favorite episodes and yeah scully's like throwing the organs in the thing like it's just so good yeah, well, oh, Paul's just screen sharing pictures of Hot Jillian Anderson. <laughs> she, I'm aware of how hot she is. That's her now. She looks great. She looks great. Yeah. And there's her mole, not makeup that's, over. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. She also has like a Madonna accent now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. I still, I'm still into it. I don't want to see my face this big. <laughs> 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 okay, that's way better. Yes, Bad Blood is, is particular. Yeah. Uh, that yes. would definitely be in my list of best. If yeah. I knew what the episodes were named, right. definitely. Um, so that was a good one. I, some of my notes from watching them were like that so many tropes, I think, came from the show that I didn't even really like think about. Mm. And like that there's just so much to me that's memorable about it. One of my favorite long term things that like people who love this show joke about is their endless supply of flashlights. <laughs> Like, they just always have a giant fucking handheld flashlight, whereas two seconds before, they were just walking up a hill with nothing on them, and now they have a giant flashlight. Like, no one possibly had that in their pocket. Um, And the other thing that I love is just the amount of times where they're just running somewhere going, Mama! <laughs> and I've seen shirts with it where it's like a fox just yelling Scully. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because like that is such a thing on so many parts of the show where they're just ru- they'll show them like cut back and forth running somewhere and they're just screaming each other's names and it's very good. Um. Nice. What else do they do? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just I love it. I think there's so much good about it. Um, I do think that at the start and in the beginning seasons, like the mythology arc was really like well done. And I remember watching them and definitely having moments of like, oh my God, holy shit. And like really being invested in it. But now as a casual rewatcher, I'm not as interested in that. Should we talk about the seasons where it's fucking Agent T 2000 and no, (laughs) not no. So, Annabeth Gish, Annabeth Gish, and Robert Patrick, <clears throat> at some point, are in it because Mulder wanted to bullshit leave or whatever. Yeah, and that was problematic for me as a viewer, and I tried so hard <laughs> to still like it. Did you well, cry? Like, oh my god, I'm sure I did. Like I, I, are you? If you're asking me if I ever cried in an episode of the X Files, endlessly. <laughs> There's that whole episode of Emily where Mul- Scully like knows she's never gonna have a kid, and then she thinks she's gonna adopt that kid that she bonds with, and then it doesn't happen. Yes, obviously, <laughs> did I cry over the X Files? There's a whole scene with fucking. Wait, Emily I'm laughing. Does that make me a bad person? You are a terrible person, not necessarily for that reason. Okay, but, sorry. Um, <laughs> that's why we're friends. No, man. Of course, I have cried. I've cried everything. I cried at Shit's Creek the other night. Like, I cried <laughs> everything. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. I just love it. 
Well, so let me ask you. This is one thing yeah. that I always think about with the X-Files. Not necessarily on this watch, but I think at the beginning they tried to make it sort of a, is Supernatural real? Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be, oh, is this really an alien thing? Is it really just a U? Like, I'm thinking of the second episode right now. Is this an alien thing or is it just some clandestine government operation and, you know, they're protecting the United States secrets and Mulder's just being an asshole about it? And I feel like they tried to leave it as, oh, we don't know. It's sort of maybe supernatural, but not really, but maybe it is. And then it sort of devolved into, and I don't know if devolved is the right word. It's sort of, at some point during the show, you just have to acknowledge, like, they're saying, yes, all this shit's real, and Mulder's right. I would agree. I, I would argue that at the beginning, you're sort of following Scully as the skeptic. She gets assigned right. in a manner of speaking to, if not outright discredit, right. definitely question the X-Files and the purpose of it. Um, what season so does the X-Files her. stop? They kill the X-Files. What season is it where they kill the X-Files? Uh, later on, but then it comes back. like in, Well, right. Yeah. It's Skinner, right? It's Skinner by that time? Correct. Oh, yeah, it's Skinner most of the time. And like then there's that like whole Doogie Hauser moments of them like writing their reports yeah. where they like don't know what to write because yeah. they're not sure. Like but there are definitely moments where it seems like it's more ambiguous and then there I feel there are moments where it's more overt, like this is the actual yeah. thing. And obviously in the first episode, you know, that light comes and they go disappear or whatever, but Scully doesn't see it. Right. She's running around the woods like an idiot. Mulder! Because that's what happens. Scully! Yeah. That's what happens, <laughs> even from episode one. I do think as time goes on, definitely some of that is validated. Like the cigarettes, I mean, the, the black ooze and all those super soldiers. Right. That's a real thing that is then happening, and the government is definitely involved. And certainly by the movies, I would argue. And we weren't going to talk about the movies, but the movies sort of validate the old. But then they have that kiss! Okay. And she can start by your feet! <laughs> And we're, every we're not talking about the movie. Person, no, but we're talking about that moment because every person who shipped them so hard was totally <laughs> blue balled and it was extremely painful for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I like that's one of those things. Let me ask you this your opinion, not just about the show, but in general, when there is like sexual chemistry or there's a will they or won't they type of thing in a show. I fucking hate people, it. Yeah, and then people always act like, well, they can't get them together because then it would be boring. And I'm like, but really, would it? Um, and I think that's they always felt that way with the X-Files. And I just wanted them to smooch all the time. Yeah. And I wanted to see it. I don't. I hate the will they, won't they thing. Absolutely hate it. Which is funny because that was the entirety of Who's the Boss. And I don't seem to have a problem with Who's the Boss. <laughs> and you loved Who's the Boss. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I go that far. Paul has a giant Who's the Boss poster, and he's going to get a Tony Danza tattoo. Tattoo, right. Which is <laughs> the A.O. away. It's <laughs> <laughs> just Tony Danza's abs, and that's so funny. I'm definitely not in love with Tony Danza. I don't think I ever thought I would have to say that. but Tony I hate the will they won't they thing. And yeah. I think about this show, X Files, I think they did it a long time. I think The Office, like I think of Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam. That they did that. And I was just like, this is so stupid. Cheers, they did that. Like, there's, I don't get why it's a thing that TV, like, is, is it because they're like, oh, if we don't, if we just keep leaving it open, people will keep watching to find out I what happens? I think that's part of it. And I think the other thing is that they think that if people get to get, like, no one can be happy. Like, there's somehow right. they forget the wealth of conflict that comes with the relationship. Right. 
There's like, still stuff to, like, you still have a relationship. How do they not realize you still have a relationship? You still have conflict. And s- s- Skulder. Skulder and Molly. <laughs> Shipping <laughs> so and, hard. Yeah, Mulder and Scully, like, they, for all intents and purposes, they have an extremely deep and meaningful relationship right. without boning, I guess, overtly, which they eventually do, but, like, <laughs> you know, they do eventually bone. Um <laughs> Key questionably live together in the reboot, and they won't like really say it, but you're like, they totally do at some point. <sighs> and all I want to do is see her just like wearing his shirt the next day and making coffee, and they just never give it to me. How um, how much of this episode so far has been just Beth's imagination of what the- <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a real thing that happened, it's just my imagination. My imagination is a rich place. Yep, rich is maybe yeah. not the word I would choose. <laughs> Um, it's part of my charm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I've I've definitely heard like a million interviews with them where they are like, well, they do have a relationship. Like, obviously, they're closer than two people ever could be. And I'm like, well, just have them make out then. <laughs> I don't know. Have you never yeah. had a purely platonic relationship with a male friend? Sure, of course I have. Yeah, right. Like this relationship right now. Like ours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those of you that don't know us, we're not married to each other. Right. See? <laughs> so it makes total sense. No, it does, but they clearly are in love. Okay. They are. Yeah, okay. Whatever. I mean, whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, here's the part where I talk about fanfic. So. <laughs> okay. Well, we're like an hour um, in, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just real quick. Uh, in addition to my X-Files chat rooms that I used to hang out in, I also would occasionally read X-Files fanfic, and there's a whole lot of Slash fanfic. I was going to really say, are you sure? Well, of course there is, like, on a variety of levels, yep. and we don't need to get too creepy, but, like, every, I mean, what do you think about, does Skinner, is Skinner a little bit in love with Scully? What do you think? Are you asking me, or is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. are you asking the audience? Um, uh, either or. No, I think you're right. There's some, There's something there. Yeah. There's definitely something you could write fanfic about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can write fanfic about anything, but... I read some real, real thirsty uh, Crychek slash... Crychek Mulder slash fiction. Oh, Crychek Mulder, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Have you met me? I'm reading gay fanfic. <laughs> 100%. Uh, no, everybody wants to put Crychek with everybody because there's not a lot of other, like, handsome, virile right. dudes. But I gotta say, Skinner aged really well. Like, he's never, like, Mitch Pelegi is not my, like, necessarily my cup of tea, but he looks great. He's still, like, aged really well in the reboot. He looked great. He's still, like, a strong, commanding dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever paid attention to any of the spinoff stuff? From... Yeah, I watched a little bit of Lone Gunman. I didn't watch a ton of the Millennium. Right. But Scully definitely has that tattoo and it's sexy. <laughs> so that's important to know. Uh, I think I watched like you... one episode of the Lone Gunman. I was like, nah. I watched one or two. I always liked him on the show. I just, it was missing the elements right. that I liked. It didn't have. The people you wanted to bone. Well, the sexual tension in the broody main dude is definitely part of it for me. But they, to me, they just were a really good addition and didn't necessarily carry. Right. They couldn't carry their own show. I didn't think, anyway. I didn't. You needed something. I mean, they just, they weren't, like, deep enough characters, I thought. I didn't really watch that Millennium one. Did you ever? No. Mm Mm-mm. I I have a suspicion I would have liked it. I I don't know why I never watched it. Yeah. Yeah. 
It seems like something I would have liked. Oh, when, I mean, I don't know when that came out, but it probably just hit at the wrong time or something. I, that's my my suspicion. I was that I was maybe like doing too many other things or whatever. Um, yeah, Paul, does this go in your nerd camp? Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. Yeah, I don't think that there's any reason why I wouldn't put it. I'm definitely not as much of a fanboy as Beth is of this show. But it's, yes, 100%, 1000%, whatever. It it goes and I would share it and be like, look, this is, watch this thing. Best show ever, fight me. That's what I say. Best show ever. I, I see. I don't. It's Fight not me. that high. It's definitely pretty high on my list, but I don't know about best yeah, show okay. ever. Would you have? Do you have one that you like? If you had to say, you don't have to say, but I won't say only because we'll probably end up doing what yeah. I suspect yeah, 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 would yeah. be my best show ever. Yeah. Sometime in the future, so I'll leave that. In I'll leave that in my head. I think it's X Files, Buffy, and then I don't know, but I I might not have said that before I started this rewatch of Buffy with the best podcast ever besides mm. ours. What? No, <laughs> Buffer- we're the best Buffering podcast the ever. Slayer. What? Besides ours, I said. Okay. Buffering the Vampire Slayer, real fucking good. I actually thought to myself as I was rewatching it for this episode, X-Files, I was like, oh, I should see if there are like X-Files rewatch podcasts because I really enjoy the Buffy one so much. And then I was like, I got to chill out. I can't do more than one rewatch <laughs> podcast at a time because I also am rewatching the show and I just don't have that kind of time in life. Yeah. I bet but, there's like a hundred X Files rewatch podcasts. There has to be, right? But I don't know if any of them could be as delightful as Buffering the Vampire Slayer is. <laughs> or us? What? Or us? We're a delight, but we're not going to watch every episode. Will you watch every episode with me? And <laughs> talk about it with me? This is now Beth is just commandeered <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> you got to come up with a better name for it, though. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to work on that. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Slash files. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online at Nerd Cannon Podcast on Instagram. Please email us at nerdcannonpodcast at gmail.com with comments, suggestions of topics, or any other fun facts. If you want to talk about episodes you loved, if you want to talk about what slash fan fiction you're into. (laughs) Or just say hi. No, don't. Please don't send that. Paul really wants to read that. Just Um, say hi. Just say hi. Just say hi. Uh, We'll see you in two weeks, uh, and we will be talking about motherfucking Ghostbusters, guys. Get ready. Yep. And in two weeks... We're talking about Ghostbusters because the new Ghostbusters is coming out. Yes. Yes. We timed that shit. And hopefully that is still how the world works. Right. Unless the the world comes to an end. That's what we're doing. Oh, shit, y'all. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. Okay. (laughs) Until next time. Keep the uh, nerd alive. Six feet away from each other. Yeah. Keep the nerd six feet away from each other.